So I'm so glad you're here and that you're taking this next step. Hopefully you're already here. So you've listened to our Thriving Fempreneurs podcast episode, Setting Yourself Up for Success. If not, definitely check that out. And that now you're ready to dive into actually creating your business plan. So make sure you've downloaded your workbook if you want to use that as an outline as we move through each section. And let's go. So the first section you're going to see is the executive summary. In the executive summary, remember it is a summary. You're just highlighting the key points. And honestly, most recommend that you write this part last because the rest of your plan is going to really help you hone in on this and you want this to be as concise and impactful as possible. So I would recommend keep this in mind. You know what it is, but actually step, skip to the next step, work your way through the rest, and then you're going to come back and write this summary at the end once you've really got the clarity that you're going to develop through the rest of the plan. Next and part of that is your vision and your mission statement. This is where you start getting to the core of why your business exists. Having these statements, and you may think they're just for big, huge corporations and businesses, but they are not. Having the statements, even in a small business, is going to help keep you pointed in the right direction and should give you the motivation to take that action in that aligned direction every day. Without a clear direction, it's easy to get overwhelmed and lose sight of where you're going, as well as take action for the wrong reasons and veer off path. So your mission statement, it's only one to two sentences, but it's why your business exists. What purpose are you serving? It should be very concise and exciting and motivating to those that would be interested in working with you or for you. It makes it very clear who you serve and how. It's not about your exact products or services. You can change your mind a million times on what type of social media you're going to use, on what type, exactly what type of service you're offering or how you're providing the transformation. You know, you can decide to do a course, you can decide to do an ebook, you can decide to do one-on-one coaching, group coaching. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Don't worry about the exact products or services. This is about the overall purpose of your business. What transformation are you providing them? Regardless of the vehicle you're going to use to get them there. What is the overall transformation you're providing them? What challenge or pain point are you solving for them? Or on the opposite end, what are you helping them to accomplish? It's the who, what, and why of your business. Who are you helping and why? That is your mission statement. One to two sentences. The who, what, and why of your business today. Your vision statement, you're looking forward to tomorrow. This is big picture, big vision. Think literally your vision for your business. What do you want your business to become? And more so, what impact do you envision your business having on your community or on the world? It gives your business overall direction and points to where you're going, giving a glimpse into the future of your business. This is more about your aspirations and what you want to achieve. Big picture. It usually starts with, we will. It could be one to three sentences max. Don't overthink it. Just start with something that excites you and inspires you. So you're going to write both of those, your mission statement and your vision statement. Your mission statement's about today, who, what, and why of your business today. Your vision statement is the big picture, looking forward to tomorrow. What impact do you envision your business having on your community or the world? So you can see now, hopefully, how important these are to your business compass and your direction to provide motivation to you and also inspire your customers and to anyone who you may want to interact with in your business or work with in the future. That's why we write those statements. Next are your objectives. So these are your short and long-term goals. 
Remember, these are not just financial goals. They don't have to just be what revenue number or profit number you wanna hit. These are personal goals also. What do you want your business to create for you personally in your life? What measures success for you? We talked about this earlier, but a dollar amount may not equal success if you're not meeting your personal goals for how you wanna live your life. While we're talking about a business plan, your long-term goals should also include your personal measure of success. Goals give you a framework to keep you in the right direction. You wanna make sure all of your actions and decisions that you're taking every day are in alignment with your goals. You wanna keep them positive, inspirational, and realistic, and they have to be measurable. So your short-term goals could be three months, could be six months or a year, but they help lead you to your long-term goals. Now, when we get into our actual project management and business planning, when we're talking about setting up our weeks, our months, our quarters, you're gonna do more down and dirty goals at that point. You'll have monthly goals, you'll have quarterly goals that are more project specific, timeline specific. So think of these as your overall goals for your business. So goals could be, they can be income goals, but consider when you're writing them, revenue versus profit or personal income. So you may have a revenue goal, but remember that's not the same as a profit goal or your personal income goal, because obviously your business has expenses. So you can do goals for any of those things, but just consider which one you're looking at. Income goals could also look at where you wanna be able to spend on certain areas of your business or in your life. There's also lifestyle goals. So thinking about travel, the amount of hours you wanna be able to work, charity you wanna be able to do, anything you're passionate about in your life that you want your business to be able to do for you or that you wanna be able to do with your business. There's business growth goals. So you wanna be able to grow a certain percentage, whether it's in clients, whether it's in revenue, whether it's in profit, you can look at growing your team. If you wanna be able to add certain, certain types of team members, you can look at being able to invest in certain areas of your business. And then there's obviously client and customer service goals, which are also super important. So client could just be client count, but I would also look at client success or client progress, client feedback or retention, customer satisfaction, client referral. Some of those are the biggest ways you can measure your client satisfaction, right? Is if they're referring you other clients. So there's a lot of different types of goals that you can think about. Look at what makes sense to you, what matters to you, and what's gonna inspire you. Don't write a goal just to write a goal because you think you should have a goal in that area. Write a goal because you know that is one of the foundational pillars of where you want your business to go and how you wanna measure your business success. So that if you are looking at your week, you're looking at your month, you're looking at making a decision anywhere along the path, if you were to look back at these goals, it would make sense. Because that's the whole point, is that as you're making decisions, you're looking back at your goals and making sure that every decision you make lines up with one of your goals. Every decision that you make is moving you closer to one of these goals that you're writing. So you don't need 50 goals. You only want a few, a few short-term, a few long-term but you want them to be the most important success factors that you have when looking at your business so that when you're making a decision and making sure that decision is in alignment with your goals, it's gonna help truly bring you where you wanna be. And then those goals should also obviously line up with your vision and your mission. So one last thing to think about with goals 
we can do a whole full segment on goals and we will but as you're writing in for this point uh, remember you're gonna have project goals like we talked about a minute ago you may have a goal to launch a course or a product um, if, if it's a major part of your business if it's that's truly what's inspiring you is, is launching this course or launching this launching this coaching program or whatever it is or creating this specific program it absolutely could be a short-term goal but if it's not a really major point of your business, then that's probably not going to be one of the goals you're going to write on this business plan. That may be one of the vehicles that gets you to your goal, but it doesn't need to be the goal of your business plan. You may still write a goal for that month or for that quarter as we're breaking down your action plan each month or each quarter. And you may have a timeline where you set a goal for yourself to launch this course by this date, of course. But that may not be in this business plan as the overall goal for your business. That's just one of the vehicles to get you there. And then also website or social media goals. People love to write goals based on their website traffic or the number of followers. And you can do this if that's what's really important to you and that's what is going to be inspiring to you. But in measuring, consider the actual impact of these goals. Are these goals, if your goal is for a certain number of followers or a certain amount of website traffic, is that going to get you to your long-term goal? Is that truly going to be the measure of your success? And it may be, you know, if you are, if your business is in tech, if your business is an SEO and you're a, a consultant based on SEO, that may be. Or if you're an influencer, then having follower goals may absolutely be in alignment with you and that's totally okay i would just say keep that in consideration of is that really your measure of success so don't confuse goals with kpis or those kp performance indicators we're certainly going to track those things right we are certainly going to need to measure our website traffic and track our social media following and our conversion rates and all of these business met metrics we absolutely need to track they just don't necessarily need to be your, one of your main business short-term and long-term goals or objectives if they're not truly the way you're measuring the success of your business because we know the number of followers the number of the amount of traffic we get doesn't necessarily correlate to sales doesn't necessarily correlate to transformation so just keep that in mind again just depends on the type of your business and depends on what's personally inspiring to you okay moving on Next is your business description. So this gets a little bit more into the how. This is breaking down a little bit more of the details of who you are and what do you plan to do. Again, still think overarching. Don't get into the weeds here and don't spend too much time here. You don't have to have all the answers. We're still looking overarching for your business. Think that 30 second elevator speech. You know, if someone was to ask you, what do you do? Who's your ideal customer? What do you know about them? Get as detailed as you want. It's okay to niche down. It's okay to keep it broad, but get as detailed as you can. The more clear you are on who you help, the easier it will be to find the right audience. And most importantly, for your prospective customers to know that they're in the right place when they find you. Because that's the most important thing. If someone finds you and they don't understand if they're actually your ideal customer, that's very confusing for them and you're most likely going to lose that sale. So. Think about as clearly as you can, who is your ideal audience? Who are you helping? And then what are your plan revenue streams? You can be as specific as you want in this section. 
based on where you are at your business. It's okay if you don't have all the answers, and this may change over time, it absolutely will. But wherever you are now, where are you starting from, who are you helping, how are you helping, how are you helping them get that transformation? So this is more of the who and the how. And then the next section, we're almost done here, is the market analysis. So many people skip this part. And let me tell you, spending time on this now, wherever you are, if you stop and spend some time on this, if you haven't already done it, this can seriously help you with so much in the future. It will be worth spending the time now for so many reasons, and it will save you so much time in the future. Know that competition is not a bad thing. It's actually a very good thing and can actually validify your idea. If no one else is doing it, that can make you question, is, it, is there actually an audience for me? So having competition out there is absolutely not a bad thing because remember, no one else is you. So finding those other people who are successful in your field can give you so much clarity on so many different areas. It can help you further define your ideal customer and audience. It can help you decide how you are able to differentiate yourself from them. Because right? you need to know what they're doing and how they're doing it to decide how you're going to stand out. Who are you? What is your unique voice? Because you are unique. It doesn't matter if there's a thousand other people out there doing the same type of thing that you want to do. This is going to help you figure out how you're going to stand out. It can help you grow your social media presence because if you're engaging with them and engaging with their followers, that's also going to help them reciprocate and engage with you and help you grow your own audience. We know that finding the right targeted audiences makes all of the difference. So already having done the analysis and knowing who those people are in your field that are successful will help you with creating those targeted audiences for your paid ads. And it's going to save you a lot of time in the future when you go to actually run it. You may think, I'm not doing an ad anytime soon. It doesn't matter. Doing the work now will save you lots of time in the future. And now it's also going to help you find collaborators, which is huge, whether it's just hooking up with mentors and peers doing the same thing or collaborating with them for your blog, for your podcast, potential avenues for you to be a guest on their blog or podcast, and just looking at later networking and collaborating events. There's so many great ways to help each other to grow our businesses. And so really doing this analysis now is going to be so huge for you in all these different ways. So spending the time now doing a competitive analysis or market analysis will save you so much time in the future and it's gonna strengthen your business decisions every step of the way just by the knowledge you're gonna gain from that. And if you're doing the workbook, if you download the workbook, it will save you the time now to include who they are, what's their website, any info you have on them, and what they offer and their price points. Because down the road, as you're changing your products, pricing your product, you're gonna make your own decisions based on the value you're providing 100%, but it helps to know what else is going on in your same marketplace. So include as much detail as you can about each of your main competitors or each of your main peers. Having that knowledge will help you in the future. So keep that as detailed as possible when you're writing out your workbook. And then three more pieces, guys, we're almost there. The marketing and sales plan. So how are you gonna reach your ideal customer? Just think, and this may change in the future, but just plotting out there, are you gonna have a website or not? You don't have to, some people do, some people don't. You can be successful either way. So the decision for you, are you gonna have a website? Which social media platforms are you gonna use? Make sure you're thinking about where your audience hangs out. You don't have to do every single social media platform. 
you're going to be much more successful by choosing just a couple that you know you can be consistent with, but make sure when you're choosing it, you're thinking about where your audience hangs out, not necessarily what you like. Are you going to do in-person networking and events? And are you going to use paid ads? There's a lot of different marketing avenues you could go. So just a quick summary of what your plan is as of right now, this can change, but what your plan is as of now for marketing and sales. Then your management plan, this is again, just real quick. We're not gonna get deep into this, but just think about if you, and you may already have this, so this may be a two second answer for you. Are you a one man team? Do you have a plan for future team members? Are you an S Corp, an LLC? What is your actual business setup? And just make sure you understand the difference between those, that you've made an informed decision, um, consulting an attorney or an accountant to make sure you're making the right decision for you and your business. And if you do have a team, include their roles, responsibilities, the relationships between people, how you guys work together, communicate how each person is going to contribute to the success of your business for the team you have now or the team you wish to create in the future. And then the last section is the financial plan and projections. No matter how big or small your business is, I cannot stress this enough. A business is going to live or die based on their financial health. It's just the bottom line. So you need to feel confident that your business is viable and sustainable. And the biggest way to fail is to not track your financials and your metrics. It is the sure way to not succeed in your business. And you certainly will not be able to consider yourself a CEO of your business if you don't understand your numbers. It's not everybody's strength, it's not everybody's love, some people love it more than others, but it is a necessity if you truly want to run your business as a CEO and have a successful, sustainable, scalable business. You have to be tracking and understanding your numbers and the financial health of your business. So I'm not gonna get into too much details here. I'm just gonna say a couple key points, one from planning. So if you're just getting started or earlier on in your business, and you haven't done this, yes, definitely we need to stop and look at planning out, projecting out the cash flow of your business. Creating a cash flow statement looks at the projections. It describes your predicted monthly revenue and expenses. So you really need to have a true, honest listing of your expenses. And then a break-even analysis to show how many sales you need based on what you're selling or what you plan to sell, how many sales you will need to cover those initial expenses and make a profit. A sample profit and loss statement uses your projected values, your anticipated or estimated values. And I can't tell you how important it is to look at these. There are all kinds of different templates out there. I'm not gonna get into it from cash flow statements to profit and loss statements and balance sheets. Those are the biggest three that you'll usually see and hear people talking about and recommending. There's a million templates on the internet, so I would definitely just look into them. They don't have to be fancy. You don't need some huge expensive accounting software. You don't need to use QuickBooks or any of, the, or any of those softwares unless you want to, you absolutely can. And depending on the size of your business, at some point you may choose to, but it can be a basic Excel spreadsheet. It can be a Google sheet but you need to have a way of one planning and projecting so you know exactly what your expenses are and how much you need to make to have a profit and how that breaks down in sales for you. So for our intents and purposes here, at a minimum, if you do not use any sort of tracking of your business right now, at a minimum, I recommend you keep a basic profit and loss statement and a cash flow statement. 
We'll get more into this another time. We'll do a section just on financial tracking, but just know this now, if you're not accounting for every dollar in and out, you are not running your business and you will not be sustainable or ever be able to scale. Again, P&L will give you a continued overall view of revenue versus expense, therefore the profit of your business, and it's critical in making your business decisions from an informed perspective. And then your cash flow statement is good because it takes into account when, when revenue is collected and when expenses are paid out. So by having the timeline and tracking this, you'll know where your actual cash flow is and if your cash flow is positive or negative. And in many businesses, while our expenses may stay fairly steady overall, our revenue may come in waves, right? Especially in the online entrepreneurial business, if you're a coach or you're running courses that launch at different times of the year, there's an up and down, right, of our sales. So it's important to know when the cash is high or when the cash is low and where we may need to have contingency plans or how we may need to plan ahead for those months that you anticipate your cash flow to be low. So being able to forecast all of this out in a cash flow statement to identify those gaps will, and then make adjustments or plan appropriately is key to having sustainable business. Okay, so now what? Go out, find a template you like for financial statements. Ideally, create a projected one like we mentioned, at least for a year out, just using your estimated expenses so you know exactly what sales need to come in to be sustainable. And then most importantly, decide on a template to keep real time going forward for P&L or cash flow and stick to it. No matter what template you use or what you decide, staying consistent and being on top of it is the only way to be successful. You have to be consistent. Keep it simple. Do not go out and get some crazy software that's going to drive you crazy and take you a year to learn. Find a simple template that you can start with. Don't hide from your numbers and don't get behind and try to catch up. Set aside time every week at a minimum. If you're a real small business, you may be able to do it monthly, but set time aside to always be updating your accountant statements, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, depending on the size of your business and the system that you use. And then one last thing, last section of the business plan, kind of separate from the business plan, but still an important piece to look at when planning out your business and strategizing your business is doing a SWOT analysis. So this is taking a look at your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. This can really help you. This is used a lot in the big business world, in the corporate world, and yes, that's where I came from. But I have seen a huge benefit to doing this with all size businesses and with solopreneurs, with anyone who is running a business. It can really help you look at where you need further training or possibly further support from mentors, from VAs, hiring contractors or team members. By looking at your weaknesses as well as the opportunities and threats, it can really highlight those areas and then help you be proactive against your threats. Remember, a lot of this is going to be in regards to your personal and professional strengths and experience. So be honest, as well as what's going on in the market that you're in. So in the workbook, I included the SWOT analysis template as well. So I definitely recommend you also work through that. It can be really valuable to your business. And that's it. So hopefully you worked through this outline in the workbook as we went through and with maybe a little more thought and research, your strategic plan will be complete. I really recommend coming back to this at least quarterly 
to refocus yourself and reflect on where you are in your business and if everything is working in alignment. Consider your goals as you're making decisions throughout your day and throughout your business, making sure that you're spending time and resources wisely and on those things that are truly going to move your business towards your goals, towards your mission and your vision. And remember, your business is fluid. You can always update your plan. I don't recommend you doing this often. It's not necessarily it's overkill. It's a waste of your time. But every few years, you may decide to do some tweaking to it if you've had major shifts in your business. And definitely as you reach your goals, new goals will need to be set and your vision may grow. So just keep this as a living, breathing document that moves with you through your business and your personal and your business growth. So until next time, make sure you're also a part of our Thriving Fempreneurs Facebook group so we can continue to support each other and share strategies as our businesses grow. We're here to lift each other up as women thriving and working towards the businesses and the lives that we love.